Hello everyone, my name is Dimitri and you're listening to the Rise Productive Podcast. In this show, I talk about minimalism, self-improvement, productivity, and what it means to build a better life. Enjoy the show. What is going on guys? My name is Dimitri and welcome to the Rise Productive Podcast. In today's episode, we have Ahmed Khan for the second time. He is a productivity YouTuber, a man who enjoys a good journaling session, a good morning routine, and we're going to be talking about some of these topics <laughs> in this podcast. What's going on, Ahmed? Thanks for having me again, Dimitri. I'm feeling very, very good about this podcast. I love this podcast. I mean, I probably like listen all of the episodes, especially Gabe Bolt's episode that you did with him. Uh, after Gabe, like, I watched probably all of his videos, and I'm a huge fan of this podcast, so it's great to be back again. I really appreciate that, and yeah, Gabe was a Gabe was a really good guest. Um, I remember when I yeah. got him on the podcast in the first place, I was like, "Oh wow, I got someone who's like moving up in the YouTube world." So that was really fun. I mean, nearly sixty thousand subscribers. Yeah, I think he's doubled since he was on my podcast. I'm not saying there's a correlation or anything. I'm just saying it <laughs> happened to happen when you know. So I can't really complain about seeing that for him. I'm 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 happy to see uh, somebody who's such a such a fan of minimalism and. Um, living a better life, uh, do so well on YouTube. So, uh, to get things started, um, we got, you and I get up early. It's, it's a fun time. Um, I, I like to wake up early. Uh, some days, you know, it's not as fun. Uh, but I'm curious to hear a little bit about your morning routine as well as how do you find enjoyment in your morning routine? Because I've been, uh, trying to fiddle around with mine. I was talking to you before we started the yeah. podcast about how, you know, I personally am trying to figure out what what's going to make my morning routines more fun because sometimes I was just making myself record and to be blunt, guys, you know, I mean, you, you get this face in front of the camera at like 5.36 in the morning and you, you don't feel too great because you're trying to talk into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, I remember. So I'm, I'm a little drained sometimes. I, some people did notice the, the thing in the background on my computer saying what time it was. Uh, so tell the people a little bit about how you find joy in your morning routine. Yeah, so we talk about self-discipline, uh, right? We talk about how important that is. Uh, and how effective that is. But the problem is, even if you are a person who is quote unquote self-disciplined, it's not really that consistent. Like, you're not going to be able to cons- uh, consistently wake up at 5 a.m. and get the hardest task done because, you know, it's just you're not going to be able to do that. I mean, there are circumstances like, of course, you can do that, but it's going to be just so hard. So I personally think that if you add just at least one thing that you enjoy to your morning routine, this may be. I don't know, drinking a cup of coffee, journaling, or doing both of them at the same time, like I do. I generally drink herbal tea, but you know, it doesn't matter. Doing something that is enjoyable in the morning, like what Dimitri is doing at this point, because it's 12, uh, no, 11.30 a.m. or something like that in U.S. Here in Turkey, it's like 9 p.m. I'm a slow coffee uh, But the point is, I, yeah, I generally drink herbal tea because I'm not a person who is like really his immune system. I was always kind of like sick when I was a child. So I drink a lot of herbal tea. <laughs> but the point is, uh, have one thing that is making you happy, that is making you excited to wake up every single morning. And that for me is personally journaling at the same time drinking something hot. And I actually am very curious about what it is in your life in the tree. So yeah, for me, I, uh, when I wake up, 
I think more recently, uh, I've been doing a couple things that I've been enjoying a lot. So I played chess. I was on the chess team in high school, played it a lot. Uh, and then it fell off. I, uh, I just stopped playing it and I got back into playing that. So when I've been waking up early, um, you know, my enjoyment part of my day, I haven't been able to maybe enjoy as much of my day as I'd like without feeling guilty about it. Because, yeah. <laughs> for example, I, I get wake up so early, right? But I also have class at uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. most nights. So then by 9 p.m. I'm going to go to bed, right? So for me, I've been like, all right, so maybe in the mornings I can do some things that I enjoy so that I feel like my day went pretty well. I also, so I've been studying some chess, playing some chess and chess.com. I've also been... Uh, getting into podcasts in regards to like self-improvement podcast and a little bit of the yeah. news. I think, I think I want to keep up with the news and as by, uh, as, um, non like bias sense that I can. So I think listening to that kind of stuff, getting some sports podcasts in my life, I think that's been what I've been joining. And if I can listen to those things while being productive, that's cool. Like I've been responding to comments more, yeah. um, often in the mornings because I feel like that's that's something mm -hmm. where like yes uh, I'm not going to be in, it's not going to be insanely hard um in regards to effort however it is kind of hard to do um I don't know about you but I'm personally somebody who does has kind of difficulty like keeping up with that kind of stuff uh, more recently so that's been something I can do that's not necessarily taxing but mentally hard if that is that me like like effort hard does that make sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that yeah, makes just, sense yeah yeah, it's definitely been I mean, uh, part of my morning. The only personally like news, and I when I say news, like you mentioned like sport news. I am kind of I, I like UFC, like I like watching boxing and UFC, but especially UFC MMA, that kind of stuff. And uh, um when you are everything just happens once in a month. So you don't have to like keep up with the news. You just have, you know, when you're having fun, let's say like take three uh, hours out of your day and watch the whole live stream, let's say. But out of that, like you don't have to keep up with the news. So I'm kind of like, I just listen to podcasts. That's very fair. And the one you recommended to me was pretty good. Um, could you uh, let the audience know a little bit about your favorite podcast as well? Yeah. So my favorite podcast probably of all time is Mindset Mentor. I made on my Instagram, maybe our best podcast that you can listen on um, anywhere you want about personal development. And my top like recommendation, The Mindset Mentor by Rob Dial. And currently I'm taking one of his um, live stream lessons. Like I actually don't know whatever that is, but he's kind of like talking about personal. Um, but the point is like that podcast is definitely, definitely gold notch. So this podcast is essentially like once a week, but for one hour and something I personally like whenever I have the time, I like to listen to these type of podcasts, but my favorite type is essentially a person who is posting a few times throughout the day. And those like a few times are not like one to two hours. Um, his podcast episodes are essentially 15 to 20 minutes and it's me like talking about kind of like an ad it's definitely not like it's definitely something that i've been listening for probably three years he made prob probably like more than 900 episodes definitely a great podcast if you are someone who loves personal development check it out the mindset mentor by rob dial yeah i i did listen to it after you recommended it actually um the morning after and uh, you know what I like to do, uh, actually, with these short podcasts, and I think uh, Ahmed did a great job of helping me with my morning routine. Um, so thank you for this. Uh, I listen to it on one and a half times speed, so not double, but a little bit quicker, um, because I kind of yeah. want to get in 
like in that hour, hour and a half, like get in news, some motivation. And it's definitely been really good. And, and I didn't realize for myself how much I actually really do prefer medium to short length content when it comes to podcasts. Um, cause I love listening to Matt Diavel. I love listening to Thomas Frank. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the only time I really feel like I can, I can listen to the entirety of it is if there's a long work session. However, I kind of want to, you know, be focused on the topic. Right. So the main time yeah. that I'm able to listen to them is like on a long car ride. So I'm not really going to, not really going to have that that often, especially with the current landscape of the world we live in. And, um, of course. Your recommendation has been really good because I wanted to find a shorter self-development podcast to couple with the like one or two news um, outlets that I'm going to listen to in the morning and then with some sports stuff. So I really appreciate it. And I think uh, for me, uh, I'm finding a, a morning routine that works to my to my preferences. And it's it's good to hear that you have found one that works for you because I, I I started journaling, too, which has been actually pretty good. Um but we'll get into that a little bit later in the podcast about um, how I got into that and uh, the book that um, got me to start doing it in even a shorter way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you cut this part? Oh, yeah, it's so easy. I just um, noticed where I... I... You know what? Just don't. Like, um, when I listen to podcasts, I like, like, people... That's not completely professional, but you know, interesting. Yeah, sometimes I do. So uh, Ahmed and I are talking about the fact that uh, I just stopped the video. So I actually do keep uh, some of these in sometimes because um, I think it's kind of funny. Um, I, I will probably edit out like a couple seconds of blank space. But yeah, so Ahmed and I were just talking about um, uh, the fact that I, I do a different type of uh, podcast format now with the little the little video cut. So that's that's been pretty entertaining. And now, you know, what's the great part about this, Ahmed, before when I was recording for an hour and a half long, I'd have to worry about the video. But guess what, man? Take a swig of water whenever you want. Yeah, now you don't. Do, do yeah. whatever. Because <laughs> when I'm talking or the other way around, ain't nobody going to notice because there's no video. So that's, that's pretty great. I, I <laughs> honestly feel pretty lax at the moment. So um, I want to talk a bit a little, uh, I'll talk to you a little bit about how you're making videos on a budget. We both have a very similar experience with this, considering we both make videos with our phones. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So like a lot of people think that you need like expensive, like great, amazing cameras, incredible lenses and a, macro a microphone like that is so, so good that Matt Vela uses like you really, I mean, there are videos on YouTube that have gotten millions of views that are probably not for like 1080p. And I personally think that like a lot of people use this as an excuse to not start. And uh, I'm like, it doesn't matter, you know, just get started. Just like got started with my phone and currently I'm using an iPhone uh, 7 pl uh, plus. And uh, it's fall using something probably better. I remember like that, but it's definitely fine. So I don't think like I'm making videos on a budget because you know, any money for gear and when you think about it like i'm probably not going to buy a camera in the next one and a half years because i don't need it because when you have the enough light because currently i don't uh, like we don't have a video at this point but uh when you have enough light phones are definitely great they were not okay yeah i i agree man and and 
just for clarification, because you are right, I do have an iPhone 11. You have a 7 Plus. Um, I think around the 6 range, uh, they started to be so decent enough um, for yeah. for video. Yeah, because I used to vlog in high school with the 6, and nobody had a problem with it. I think Mr. Beast referenced the fact that he used an iPhone until like later in his YouTube career. Like Mr. Beast. Yeah. He wasn't making like 720p videos, and people were like, the quality is bad. And he was like, essentially, I don't have any money to buy a better phone. I can't shoot like in HD or something. That's so funny. And which is crazy. Yeah, because he's got the most, he's got the most uh, subscribers in that niche at the moment, and, and he is the fastest growing channel on YouTube. And finally, obviously, his, his quality went up, but he he rose to the top, and and it was so quick, and it it didn't even matter. So that that's really great. Um, totally. Talk a little bit about how you find lighting in ways that are um, effective to you. Um, what kind of little objects do you have for lighting? How do you set up your 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 recording to be in a good lit space as well? So first of all, the first rule is going to be if you are using your phone to shoot something, then the first rule is essentially just shoot it in the morning or in the afternoon, like whenever you have the sun up. Because without the sun, you're not going to have enough light for the whatever that is in this like cameras like it's not going to be that good i'm not an expert i literally don't know anything but about this topic um but first just shoot when you have the sun when you have enough light but at the same time like use every single light object like every single thing that is going to provide some light in your room or whatever you're shooting like i probably have three or four different like external uh light sources that are helping me the main one is like I shoot, uh, let's say, at 1 p.m., so I have enough light that is directly coming out of naturally. And at the same time, I open the light of my uh, room. At the same time, I use my ring light. At the same time, I use uh, another lamp that I have. So it's more like a huge um, light, like, exposure to your, like, face. After you record, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it's kind of a weird feeling, but the quality is good enough. So I feel like the more lights you have, the better quality it's going to get, of course, not until some point. But uh, when you don't have those incredible softboxes, you got to shoot uh, in the morning or like not, for example, after 4 p.m. At the same time, like use whatever light you have. Yeah, I agree. And actually, it's funny while he was saying that I uh, kicked one of my lamp lights out because I have it plugged into a place that uh, apparently my foot liked to kick at the moment because I'm trying to figure out lighting in this room at the moment, too. So <laughs> the timing of that was impeccable. Uh, but there is really a quality about um, natural light that brings out good quality and cheaper uh, video because essentially how it works is uh, I'm not an expert, but I, I've learned a thing or two. Uh, there is a sensor um, that kind of gives you uh, a, I'm trying to think, you know what? I had the word in my head. It's called an aperture, right? So each iPhone has it as like a set aperture. Aperture is like the size hmm. uh, or the amount of, it's basically lets the a certain amount of light in, right? So if you have a mm -hmm. um, smaller aperture, it lets more light in. Okay. And for cameras, yeah. that's why like uh, a lot of very good cameras have like lower aperture. And that also not only lets more light in, but gives you that nice shallow depth of field that you see in those really nice cameras. And yeah, yeah. iPhones have a high 
aperture. They're not great. They don't have a big sensor. So that big sense or that smaller sensor needs more light to get flooded in for the quality to go up and for there to be any chance of a shallow depth of field. That's why probably my best vlogging shots or when I'm outside and it's like noon, I just look great. It looks like a really nice DSLR camera because it's great outside right. and it has a 4k sensor and it just needs a lot of light to get flooded in. So I definitely think sure. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely think that's great. And you have bought some things. Uh, I've heard as well. I know you have a, a you have a lavalier mic, which has been pretty good um, for your videos as well, right? But they're not going to see, of course, right now. Yeah. Let me play it back. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but how, how have you found that that's helped your video quality a little bit um, in the past uh, few months? Because you got it a little while ago, right? Yeah. I mean. Um, when you have an iPhone, first of all, in off-light at the same time, you have to have a good audio. Um, there are a lot of people who are filming with their iPhones and the room is kind of uh, like, I don't know how to explain this, but the sound is not the best. So it depends on which room you're in, like whatever you have in your room, like it depends on everything. But when you have a good solid microphone that does not have to be like a few hundred dollars, that can be 20 bucks. Uh, it really improves your audio and it takes to a level where it's like, well, yeah, that's fine. That's good. When you're shooting with just your iPhone, there may be a possibility that, for example, other noises um, that may be going on outside or in other rooms that you have at your house, whatever that is, they're easily captured because the, I don't know, the sound, like everything, like it tries to capture everything. Phone, like you don't hear anything, any of those things. So it really helped to get the quality. Like if you, a few percent like better than let's say let's say it's what it was 25 percent like it's right now 27 28 percent nothing right incredibly huge but it's a good improvement yeah i completely agree so like here's an example um my microphone that i'm talking into at the moment um while it is a good microphone it is not insanely expensive um, and i can actually only really talk to it and it, it receive most of the audio when i'm talking right into it um, and obviously that can't sometimes that's not really the greatest case when you're recording um, with your iPhone or whatever uh, so for podcasts yeah. it's great but a lavalier microphone does the same ish thing where it brings it close to your your mouth and the and the sensor doesn't try to pick everything up uh, uh, iPhone camera is not meant to isolate voice um, at all it's not meant to do that it, it really can't um, just because of the the sensor size and everything like even in this room, right? If I was just recording with my iPhone, but just the iPhone quality during the clip that I recorded, it would have been awful. Uh, I have a fan going in my room now. It's probably going to be indiscernible. Uh, maybe it'll make the audio quality a little worse. Um, I feel bad yeah. that I forgot. However, I'd rather not be hot in my room because I have a furnace that's loud and, and uh, hot. So I really think that it's important <laughs> that you do something like Ahmed did if you are early on in making videos because the great part is that lavalier microphone was probably like, like you said, twenty dollars and twenty bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, and the really, it it really does help the quality of the video. And when you can't understand what the person's saying, they have to do a lot of editing to try to decrease the background noise. You're not going to be as happy. A lot of people try to mask it with like music, which is good if you're masking less of a background noise. So like the less amount of background noise that you have the more you can utilize music and it be barely discernible that there's a, a background noise going on. Like I'm sure you've started implementing, after you got your cheap lavalier microphone, you realized that yeah. background audio was lower and then the music was more natural sounding. 
I mean, um, I was kind of a little bit editing the sound as well. Like I was using some effects like noise, uh, no, noise um, canceling or mm-hmm. something like that. But at this point, I'm just not using anything. So the audio editing is pretty much non-existent. I have less, I spend less time editing at the same time. So it's also a plus at that point as well. That's really, I mean, it's not like a few hours, but you know, (laughs) you gain 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's really awesome. I mean, I've definitely noticed the same thing for me too. So, um, I, I feel that as well. And, and talk to the, um, audience as well, a little bit about your process when it comes to, um, trying to up the quality of your content through scripting and such, because I feel like people are obviously more concerned about the gear they have um, rather than how they're using it and then the quality of the video they're making too. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, first of all, your video can be scripted, does not have to be scripted, but there are some videos that do have to be like, there are some videos that have to be scripted. Like personally, when I'm making videos like, um five rules that i'm talking about that video does not have to be scripted if i know the five rules and if i have them noted on my uh let's say phone or in a notebook i have my intro i have let's say two minutes of storytelling to how i actually came to this and then maybe let's say a 30 second outro where i will be like essentially adding a few things uh for example let's say in that video you don't have to script anything like i have for example i was uh, i made a video about how to stop binge watching youtube videos and in that one i gave four or five or six rules or like suggestions that people can use. And uh, I didn't really script anything. I was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna have two minutes of storytelling in the beginning and then I have I will have like six points, but I just had the six points written down. I didn't script everything. But there are some videos that everything kind of should be scripted. But except that, uh, what I do to kind of up my game when it comes to making videos is essentially I am kind of focusing on the thing that, for example, let's say, yeah, so this is a common problem. No, nobody is going to watch your video until the end if it's not actually good. Because uh, normally, like 20 years before, 20 years ago, like people were going to watch your video because it was something new. Like it was essentially giving you so much dopamine than what you could have just lying on your couch. But at this point, people just scroll through Instagram Reels or, you know, TikTok, and it gives so much more dopamine, so people are not watching your videos all the way to the end. So you have to design your videos at a pace where you are giving people a lot of dopamine so that people will stick to it. Uh, People are going to watch that video until the end. So I'm kind of trying to add more and better clips, more B-roll, more, let's say, motion graphics that I'm kind of trying to design. And that's kind of how I'm trying to up my game with 1% in every video. Not actually 1%, but, you know, 2 to 3%, that's kind of like the goal. And for the last, like, 10 videos uh, that are not actually published on the channel, because I have essentially, like, 10 to 12 videos that are private, that are done, ready to go, I'm kind of about this, like, I'm kind of, I don't want to say, like, hugely, like, you got the point. So um, the game is getting to a place where you have to make so good videos that people are going to watch our videos. Like there is no way people are going to stop watching, uh, let's say, Mr. Beast videos uh, and come to your channel because that video is ha- like, um, you probably know the symmetry. In Mr. Beast videos, probably every one second, the angle changes, something changes. So you're always kind of in that zone of, Yes, dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. So we have to change something in our videos so that the quality is going to go up. And that's 
what I'm trying to do in the last, let's say, three months. Yeah, it's so hard to do that, too, because it does take a lot of effort and there is a bit of a learning curve. Um, learning how to make the videos the way you're talking about is important. And it is kind of sad, I guess, that uh, attention spans are decreasing. And, you know, you know, I, I, we could thank social media for that overall and TikTok and and all the new and Instagram gutting reels, man, that that was huge. I think that was huge because a lot of people were like, even myself, um, were anti uh, TikTok anti the whole like vibe of yeah. what TikTok was. And I had roommates who were like that too, right? And then magically they're on Instagram reels. I'm like, you know, that's TikTok, right? You might as well just download TikTok. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like, ah, man, attention spans just keep getting worse and worse. So um, that constant dopamine hit, you're really right on that. And you hit that on the money. Uh, were you referencing the 1% rule, by the way? Um, yes. Yep. Um, I try to like make my videos one to 3% better each time. And that kind of means like in every 20 video, like going to be a huge improvement. That's what I'm trying to do for the last 20 videos. So the improvement is probably not there yet. That's really cool. I think, I think the 1% rule, um, I was first introduced to it by either Ali Abdul or Thomas Frank. Um, and it's just like trying to improve whatever you're doing or your life in general, uh, yourself personally by 1% every day. And while it, cause it's an, what is it? An atomic habits by James clear. Is that where it's from? Yeah. Okay. Atomic habits. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a great concept. So I think you bringing that up was, was important. And, um, another part of, you know, uh, going through this whole YouTube journey is we, and I know you've experienced this as well. Um, you're going to have a lot of positives uh, when you're first growing and then there will be some struggles in it. And um, I'm just curious what you've learned um, outside of just like the content creation and, and trying to get better at making videos, but what you've learned like experience wise, um, like how you feel about everything going on in your first seven, seven months making videos. Seven months. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably. So um, first thing that I would like to say is like people who are, listening to this podcast probably have a youtube channel uh, because mainly like a few months ago our main uh, audience was essentially small youtubers it's probably not the case right now but um in the first three years you know this as well like you are not going to be able to expect pretty much anything on youtube so uh, my main focus uh, except for the first four months which has been kind of weird because i was thinking like okay i'm gonna get to 10,000 subscribers until 2020, uh, until the end of 2020, I was like having those huge dreams and was essentially like going to make at least a couple hundred dollars out of AdSense in the first six months. So I like, I literally had no idea. This is going to sound so funny because I literally had no idea how everything works. So at this point, I know for a fact that until pretty much, let's say 2022, until 2023, there's nothing gonna, there's nothing huge is going to happen to our channels. We're going to get a few subs a day. We're going to lose a few subs a day, but it's not going to get a point, get to a point where we're going to like get, gain a few hundred subscribers a day. My goal is because the moment you are seeing this and the moment you are giving the effort to making videos, you feel like um, essentially I was feeling like this isn't kind of worth it. Uh, and you have to change your perspective from feeling like that to essentially my goal is to make better videos. My goal is not to have uh, more subscribers. Yes, that is something that I want, but I'm going to focus on the system, which is probably like Ali Abdal's idea that I got a few months ago. Um, essentially, focus on the systems. Like I'm currently feeling more motivated than ever, even though I have been doing this for seven months because I want to create better videos. And that is what I want to do. Like I, I don't care if I lose three subscribers this night. It doesn't really matter, even though I kind of gain 10 subscribers a day. Like it really doesn't matter. What you have is like, just 
think about how can I create the best possible content like Matt Devella in our niche, like Thomas Frank. And even though I like, how can I create that quality content and that valuable content, even though I have subscribers? If you can get to a point where you can literally create that quality content when it comes to making your videos, when it comes to your storytelling, when it comes to giving people actionable steps and value, uh, then you're already gonna gain like subscribers. It's not gonna be a question. Like people are gonna see your videos and say, dude, how can you have like 1500 subscribers? That just doesn't make sense. So my goal is to make so much better videos. My goal is to make, uh, of course, I'm not gonna be able to make any valid videos in the next five years probably, or in the next 20 years probably, because I am not gonna be like studying filmmaking, doing all that stuff. Uh, I'm probably gonna be like um, giving other people to edit my videos in the next like five years. If I can build a business of this to focus on more important stuff, uh, more like MIT's most important tasks. Uh, but um, the point is you have to get better. You have to switch your perspective that you're not gonna you don't, maybe you're not going to gain your first 1,000 subscribers in the next two years. That may happen. That can happen uh, because nothing is guaranteed. You're not guaranteed to succeed in two months. You're not guaranteed to succeed in two years on YouTube. You're actually never guaranteed to succeed because it's kind of like not a fair play, but at the same time, it's a fair play. Um, this is kind of a risk that you have to take, but the more videos that you make, the more uh, chances that you have. So it's not, it's luck but it's a luck that you can control. Like you just have to make better and more videos and YouTube is, let's say, pick one of them up at the end of two, three years. And then you're going to gain uh, 100, 200, 400, 1,000 subscribers a day. And next 30 days, you're just going to have a channel that has 50,000 subscribers. That's what happened to Gabe. You're right. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And Ali Abdel talked about this. Um... In a recent, I feel like Instagram video or something, um, right before I deleted be. it, which is which is a good choice, by the way. Maybe we can get in that, into that <laughs> later. Um, I uh, really think that it is kind of like I don't want to say it's a guarantee, but there's like a three-year formula on YouTube. Three-year rule. Yeah, the three-year rule, right? If you make videos on YouTube quality um, and you try to improve marginally over time, and and you make like even one video a week for three straight years, you're going to probably end up getting to the point where you, you have ad sense maybe, or you're, you're, you're growing an audience on a consistent basis. Right. So I'm not even a year in, um, and I'm doing decently. And, and the same is for goes for you. And I think it's really great that we're doing this. I think it's really great that, that we're showing people that yeah. it's just about consistency. Um, and other people I know have grown quicker and they were just fortunate algorithm wise and not everyone's going to be, but be consistent with it and do some of the improvements that we were talking about in this podcast so far. And, um, I definitely think that it will end up being, you know, a, a good Helpful. choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because yeah. I mean, we can't really promise, you know, more than that because it's kind of luck. But oh, yeah. you can control the luck if you make better and more videos. Yeah, and and I think luck is where hard work meets opportunity. I'm trying to remember yeah. if my dad told me that or if I read that somewhere. I think my dad. <laughs> um, have you watched? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but um, have you watched Ali Abdel's uh, "The Unfair Advantage" book review? You know, I missed luck? that one. I have not. I've not listened to it. That's a very very good one, dude. You have to watch it. So. The main idea is there are essentially a few things that goes into success. So the first one is essentially hard work. And there's kind of like an, you know, just the point is like there are three main factors that goes to 
being successful, having success. The first one is um, working hard. And this is probably the most important one. And the second one is luck. And the third one is your unfair advantage. And that book says that you, everyone has unfair advantages. This may be that your parents might be incredibly rich. This may be you have, you can have a talent or this may be you are kind of like, as Ali Abdel mentioned this, like he was studying at Cambridge, he was studying medicine. So he was making medicine content. And because of the fact that people were interested in Cambridge, he had this unfair advantage. And uh, he was talking about this and it's true, but he actually mentioned luck as something that you can, con that's probably pretty true on YouTube. Like luck is luck. It's kind of unfair, but it's at the same time fair as well. Like if you just make five videos and say, I'm not lucky, well, of course you're not lucky. Um, but if you <laughs> make like 200 videos and they are always a little better over time, then you have, you may have the luck, but without doing that, you're just not going to see it. That's very interesting. I like I like that uh, final thought a lot, as well as what the unfair advantage thing. Everyone does have an unfair advantage. Um, I think that's that's a good point. Um, there's a lot of things in my life that um, I'll probably get into more when I'm a couple months down the line. I think I have some unfair advantages I haven't been able to capitalize on yet um, due to uh, certain roles and organizations. I think I've mentioned you before. Um, uh, and yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. And, um, there's other ones in my life that I definitely think I could utilize. So that's, that's something to, to keep in the back of my mind and to keep the back of everyone's mind listening for, for anything in life. If you have unfair advantages to exploit them. And, you know, I have been thinking recently and, and we'll get into this topic a little bit more, but, uh, you know, uh, who knows, maybe I'll start, uh, doing some chess streams or something. Cause I feel like that's a mildly unfair advantage. Cause I, I didn't realize I was, um, you know, like better than the, uh, than most people at the game. Uh, so, uh, that's, that's an unfair advantage that maybe I can utilize in some sense, but I'm not really sure. Um, but that's just an example of something I can think off at the top of my head. So moving into the next topic and another book, um, kind of going forward with another thing I found out from Ali Abdul. This is his favorite book. Um, I, I'm going to review it or either will have reviewed it by the time this podcast comes out. I'm debating on releasing that tomorrow or this tomorrow. Um, there is a great book called Make Time, How to Focus on What Matters Every Day. Uh, I think we talked about it before, but... Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Um, essentially, it's about how you can take the different things in your life uh, that you want to do and make time for them via changing the framework that you live. There's a four-step process that's that's really what it boils down to. Um, a lot of it has to do with focusing on your health, focusing on um, getting rid of these different defaults in life. Um, and I yeah. think you, you're somebody who probably really, really likes that um, aspect. So there's a lot of defaults that we have in our lives um, regarding tech, regarding the whole hamster wheel that is the the modern era we live in. Um, so I'm just curious sure. what ways you kind of like go against those defaults. Um, and I'm sure we can agree and and we probably have a lot of overlapping ones as well. Yeah. The, the first one is, of course, social media. Social media is so interesting, man. I mean, when you think about it, it literally changed the human, like the society in a few years. There has been nothing, um, an invention like internet, this is something that Gary Vee says, that changed our lives forever. Like this is the start of everything pretty much. <laughs> yeah, completely. So, so 
probably you're going to agree to this, but the first thing that you can do is essentially delete pretty much all the social media apps that you have and use them on your computer and don't really have them like classically opening you out of your tabs. Like uh, my brother, like when he logs onto the computer, like he has already YouTube, TikTok, everything on it. And what I say is just try to stay away pretty much from everything. But when you have to do or when you are thinking, yeah, I have 90 minutes, I want to get some dopamine pretty much. Like I just want to watch some YouTube, I just want to watch some Netflix, then do it. But just don't have them as default. Like just don't have them as uh, when you are just sitting and waiting your friend for two minutes. And in those two minutes, you're not getting any dopamine from anywhere. So you're just pulling out of your phone and just going to Instagram and just watching Instagram reels. Don't do that. Don't have that as default. That's probably what I think about this topic. Yeah, that along with um, even notifications, I think, are a default that is hilariously um, manipulative. Uh, when you look at companies that have these phones and they, they immediately have multiple things as default, right? So you're always going to be notified, right, about texts. Like you're going to get a buzz yeah. every time, which is a dopamine hit. You have like the Safari search for, for iPhones, you have like Google immediately on other phones. And it's just like, man, you guys really by default want us to get sucked into these mediums and sucked into this this rabbit hole. And and um, I, I talked to Ahmed a little bit the other day about me personally finally deleting Instagram um, for a long period of time. I haven't had it for multiple days and it's been great. Um, been a little weird, but it's been great. Um, I don't know about you, but have you tried later yet? Have you Have you tried it? I haven't tried later yet because I don't really post anything on Instagram at this point. Okay. Yeah. I was just using Instagram to connect with our like mastermind thing to connect with other creators. Yeah. yeah. And like the, the people who are listening to this podcast, like you guys, you just have to understand that we're at the same time trying to create content on Instagram as well. Even though we're trying to create content, we're just trying to stay away from it because it's really not healthy. Like the brightest minds on this earth are trying to uh, essentially pull your attention to the social media and to their companies, essentially, not to social media, their companies, uh, starting with essentially Facebook, because they already bought pretty much every single uh, social media out there. And the point is, your attention is essentially the most important thing that they care. And they are probably spending millions, might be billions of dollars a year to just think about, to just you know pay people to think about how they can get your attention better. And when you buy a new phone, your all of your notifications are turned on. When you download a new app, all the notifications are turned on. So you have to go to settings and close notifications, turn off the notifications. So this is just something really, really interesting because just think about it. Normally, people do not want to get bothered. I don't want to have, uh, let's say I downloaded uh, an app. I don't want to get all the notifications. I want to just see whenever I get there. But by default, they are on. So you just have to go close them and this is just how it like this is just how it is but it is not how it should be and there are things that you can do first one just turn off all your notifications i turn off all my notifications including pretty much my texts um except my phone calls so when just the only way people are going to reach me if there's something really really important they have to call me because people know that for example my friends know that they're gonna they're gonna text me i'm not gonna read the text until i essentially yeah uh let's check my tasks no yeah it's just not yeah. gonna happen yeah so pretty much first thing that you should do is delete social media apps 
and just use them whenever you should use them or whenever, let's say, you took a good photo and you just want to post it, then post it and just download it for one hour to see how many likes it gets because that's just something that people do. And the next thing is just close all the notifications, just turn off all the notifications that you have. Yeah, you know, I, it's funny to me, though, when I hear in some of this stuff that people haven't already done it. Um, uh, and I think I'm coming from a standpoint of I started, like, trying to find out minimalism and such about a year and a half ago-ish. Uh, and I didn't even realize uh, just, like, the, the layers of this. Because while you were talking, I realized there's another layer of um, even just emails nowadays uh, and, like, subscriptions to, to emails or something that people never reach inbox zero, um, which, if you guys don't know, it just means not having never, anything in your never. inbox. And I do it all the time. And I'm like, I don't know how, but you know what's a crazy thing? We, we talk about going against these defaults. These companies and everything in your life is literally making you not be able to be um, at full personal default, like f- at a sense of, in a sense of like, Hockman just said he doesn't have notifications on for, for text messages. Like that's ridiculous in most people's minds because they just wouldn't think of it. Me personally, I don't know about you, Ahmed, but every single time I sign up to a new platform, um, like for example, I signed up for later.com, which is meant for me personally yeah. to be able to post without having to go on Instagram so that I, I will stop making the excuse of needing Instagram. So like I would have already gotten rid of it if I wasn't a content creator. Um, but immediately I was on their email list and I got like two emails and I went, Oh, I forgot. The first thing I do when I sign up to anything is quite literally go into the settings of the thing and unsubscribe from their emails. I don't care how important it is because no matter what email they send me, it's not going to matter. So that's, that's just something to keep in mind as well, for sure. And you offer a ride. I mean, Every single YouTuber is trying to do this as well. Every single YouTuber that is trying to essentially make a business, like build a business out of their channels. Um, examples being Richard Yu that we were talking about just before the podcast. And essentially, like whenever you, for example, in other people's cases, they make you uh, sign up to their newsletters while they're getting something, of course. Let's say they are giving you, um, I don't know, there's a person that I follow. Uh, she, her name is uh, Vanessa Lau. Uh, she makes videos about marketing, digital marketing, and building a coaching business and that kind of stuff. And she gives you a ebook, an ebook like that you can read about 50 mistakes about beginning, let's say, building an online business. And that is a value that you're getting. And that you want, and you want to get that. And essentially, she's asking you to write your email so that she's going to send your emails, so that she's going to send uh, the ebook to your email. And whenever I essentially subscribe, because I want to get that ebook, and the moment I, for example, subscribe, if I don't want to, you know, really care, I don't really care about other stuff. I just want to get that, and then I'm going to unsubscribe. And that happens a lot when it comes to like a lot of apps. Like um, every single comment of yours, um, whenever like somebody writes a comment to your comment, uh, then your main uh, Gmail account gets a notification. So my main Gmail YouTube account is not essentially my main account where I try to do my business or whenever I am trying to do something kind of official because I already have a couple of thousand Gmail, like a couple of thousand mails in that one. And I've never seen uh, plus 98. I've always like plus 99 because more doesn't exist. That's funny. Um, I, I definitely agree with you, by the way, on uh, finding um, 
ways to uh, make sure that you're not even keeping up with newsletters that are even from people that you did find some quality stuff from. I actually am curious if you can guess this based on who I'm a fan of, but uh, I only am subscribed to two email lists. They're both YouTubers. Guess. Met developed Thomas Frank. Yeah, easy. Tuesday. You, you got no, it. You that, got it. You got it. You're good. You're good. Of course. <laughs> you got it. Because <laughs> I was also subscribed to them. <laughs> yeah, like everything else, though, I'm like, eh, like, eh, I don't really care. Like everything else, I'm like, and I probably should do Ali Abdul. I like him a lot too. Um, I just haven't bothered to do anything. But the only reason I have them is because I want to support them. I'm I'm hugely intentional with this, and I think you know we're talking about getting rid of everything and oh it's all bad definitely remember that like if you're intentional about it that's fine too you got to have some happiness in your life in regards to some people you support so you know totally it's not unreasonable yeah yeah a few months earlier when i was a huge fan of richard Yu, i mean i was to his newsletter and it was always essentially value every single week he was writing an email about his video but the email was not really, you know, linked to a program or a coaching course or whatever that is. So it was essentially pure value. And I was subscribed, but after a few more <laughs> emails, I kind of unsubscribed because the old emails were pretty much the same. <laughs> but you guys are not going to be able to see this, but Dimitri <laughs> is the same. I'm like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the same case. Yeah, that's that's another topic for another uh, another day. Um... Uh, all I gotta say is I, I hope he doesn't end up on CoffeeZilla. That's that's what I have to say about that. Um, I hope you, I hope so too. <laughs> um, so going into uh, the last topic because we are we were talking about what makes us happy. Um, and you know I, I'm curious, um, what what do and I think people probably want to know since we are very serious individuals most of the time. Uh, what do we do for for free time and in our what do we do in our free time and what do we do for fun i mean this isn't always like uh something that we have but when we do do it i'm curious because um it kind of we both have similar at the moment at least um interests outside of uh, the youtube game so i'm, I'm just curious yeah. if you could expand on that a little i personally don't I don't, I personally say people, okay, I don't have any free time. Like everything I do is pretty much like I believe, I don't want to say I believe in intentionalism, but I do think that like when you think about minimalism, essentialism, Andrew Kirby made a video about this, but intentionalism is something that is very, very strong. So essentially with everything that I have, I pretty much have an intention. So whenever I'm watching a movie, it's not like me lying down, you know, doing just, you know, just watching the movie. I'm like, I'm just trying to be present watching the movie, just seeing how filmmaking can be and, you know, just compare mine to like, it's not like completely focused. Yeah, I have to make my videos better, but it's at a point where I'm like, yeah, this is very, very cool. Or whenever I am watching YouTube, I'm not like just, you know, lying on the couch and scrolling through 20 videos in 10 minutes. I'm just, you know, trying to watch, let's say a video or just thinking about like stuff. It's not like I don't have that much free time, but I don't call, for example, just watching two hours of Netflix free time as well. I generally watch pretty much everything in German because I'm trying to like improve my German, but um, everything I do pretty much has a intention. So it's kind of weird, but that's probably yours too. Like when you're playing chess, it's not just for fun because it really improves your ability. Like when it comes to your thinking strategically, like with everything about that, it really helps you a lot. So I don't do anything just for fun. 
or whenever I'm just playing computer games with my friends, um, it's not like a few hours a week. It's sometimes once in a month or twice in a half a year. Like it's not that much. I don't really enjoy playing computer games, uh, but whenever I'm doing something, I generally try to have a intention and that the intention does not have to be something huge that maybe just having a quality time with my family or with my friends or with my cousins. It may be like, okay, two days off, just fun. That's another intention as well. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that makes everything a little bit more um, enjoyable when you, when you have intention to just have those weekends or those, those just week long breaks or whatever it may be. I think a lot of people, you know, they spend a lot of their days and they, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what their daily goal is. And in make time, they talk a lot about your daily highlight and people yeah, may right. ha- maybe, maybe will have the daily highlight. And what, what do they want to do? Their daily highlight is I would like to watch the show that I very much enjoyed tonight. And you know what? Sometimes I just don't feel like that. They, they understand that that doesn't mean that the whole rest of the day needs to be like shot because of like, um, you're not enjoying the rest no. of it. You know, you should really take in yeah. and intentionally enjoy it. Cause even sometimes when people are watching the shows now, I know that they're still texting I know they're doing this, they're doing that. And it's like, that's the point. Yes. The, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's hard because you know, we all fall into these traps. Um, but definitely w- with what we've talked about in this podcast, hopefully you can learn ways to, uh, be more intentional about it. And it's funny that you said, I don't want to say I believe in intentionalism because man, there are too many buzzwords that are like kind of all mean the same thing around minimalism and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all the same. It's essentialism similar, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm actually pretty huge on essentially like when you have the work that you have to do, you know, work hard. And when you are having fun, have fun, but have fun a way where you literally have fun. Like when I have, okay, this week, we're going to hustle pretty much every day. Of course, we're going to sleep like eight hours. It doesn't change, of course. But um, whenever I take a week off, whenever I go camping with my cousins, I'm like, this week is off, dude. We're going to have some fun. I literally do not bring my phone. Oh, like I, my parents have my cousin's phone. So I, I don't bring my phone. And also, you know, you don't have to, you don't have internet at the same time. It doesn't really matter. But uh, the point is like, have fun but work hard as well yeah work hard. i mean play hard. a lot of people think that gary v uh sleeps two hours at night and hustles 22 hours no he always says that like sleep eight hours and if you need that three hour netflix break a day have that netflix break for three hours which is not i don't think it's recommended but, but uh, what do you do in the last in the other uh 13 hours of your day like are you really really putting into work are you deserving those other two things? And uh, if you are, if you actually deserve them, literally go and have fun. Yeah. And you know what? I think a lot of people don't understand, or maybe they don't, they don't want to admit it to themselves or they don't feel it as hard. But, you know, here's my thing. When you've done a really good day's work and you do relax at the end of the day, doesn't it feel better than if you kind of like half did it? You half tried the whole day and then you kind of watch enough. That feels so much better. Yeah, because you're just kind of guilty about it. And people don't want to admit this, but most of the time they are. Like, it's even subconsciously. And that's why I think we have such a, we have such a happiness problem, I feel like, in, in this modern society. So many people aren't happy because they're just getting their attention sucked in from all these different ways, from things that aren't really making them happy. They're getting these dopamine hits and then they're kind of empty because they didn't do anything. You know? Yeah. Totally. Like in our summer holiday, I was waking up at 5 a.m., uh, which is 
pretty much like six months ago, I was waking up at 5 a.m. I was making a video uh, and I wasn't publishing those videos. I was making three videos and I was just publishing one of them. I was just practicing, you know, making videos because I was kind of uh, insecure about like, I don't know how to make videos at all. So I was trying to like improve and practice. And I was making a video uh, and I didn't have any homework and stuff. Like I didn't have to do any schoolwork. So I was making a video from 5 a.m. all the way to 11 a.m. And then I was like going to the gym. And then when I come back, like I literally had everything done for that day. Of course, I could listen to some podcasts to improve myself. Of course, I like I could attend some seminars like online. And I did those stuff too. But when I came back from the gym, I was like, yeah, the day is done. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling so proud of myself. And that feeling is probably the best feeling that you can ever get. Like a hardcore morning routine. And then... Uh, let's say another huge task and then you like you're feeling incredible you probably have this feeling too when you have like a huge task in the morning eat that frog and just you know yeah and just finish it off finish it off real well um start your day off strong uh enjoy the rest of your day and feel no guilt about it um i think we've kind of we've kind of tackled um all the topics that i had i don't know if you have anything to add um another self channel plug wouldn't probably hurt, um, for, for the second, uh, for the second episode <laughs> together. Um, if you want to do that and okay. I think we can finish this out. So I also have a YouTube channel just like Dimitri and we pretty much cover the same topics. I don't want to say the same, but pretty similar. Like we also make self-improvement, uh, personal development, productivity type of videos, <laughs> which feels like, which really like, um, sounds cringy. But it's something really important. I do think that it's pretty important. <laughs> so if you want to, uh, if you guys want to my channel out, probably Dimitri will have a link in the description down below. Uh -huh. Check it out. I'm trying to make good videos. I was going to say I'm making good videos. I'm making good content. No, I'm not the one to judge. I'm trying to make good videos. If you check it out, it would be awesome. But yeah. if you, uh, but yeah, that's not going yeah, to. Yes, podcast as well. Nice. He's being nice about himself. He's being nice about himself. He does <laughs> make you. good videos. Um, he does copy me word for word, which I still need to uh, figure out with um, some, some <laughs> copyright lawyer, but I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it's it's been great having you on again. Um, I really appreciate it. And guys, please do go check out Akhmet's channel. If you haven't heard of him before this, if you didn't see the first episode, he has a YouTube channel that I cannot recommend enough. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening slash watching, and I'll see you guys in the next one.